Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> well, hello there. So pleased to see you return to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. I am your shopkeeper, Chris Baker. And if you'll come up here, uh, come up to the mezzanine, if you'll take those stairs over there and come up uh, this little alcove we've set aside as a makeshift observatory. You'll see in here we have uh, all sorts of implements of sight for great distances, a lot of antique telescopes and we have a very old brass telescope here pointing out the window up into the stars and if you'll take a look yes bend down here and look through the viewfinder you'll see what looks to be a comet that's some glowing object with a bit of a tail coming off of it but that is no comet my friend that i believe may possibly be an alien spacecraft hurtling to earth and that is where we find the subject of today's episode of odds bodkin's curiosity shop so let's pull out the kinetoscope and take a look at the new film kids versus aliens so kids versus aliens has been uh, a movie a feature-length film that i've been looking forward to for quite some time because if you watched vhs2 which came out back in, oh, geez, when did that come out? 2013? Uh probably one of my favorites of the VHS series. I uh, really loved every story, but one of the stories I loved the most was the final story. I mean, the final full story before we got to that last little epilogue. But uh, the short was called Slumber Party Alien Abduction. It was directed by Jason Eisner, uh, written by John Davies and Jason Eisner, and it portrayed you know, kids. And it really kind of felt uh, reminiscent of some of those great kid films of the 80s where kids get into uh, supernatural things, Goonies, E.T., stuff like that. And it really had a, a nice charm to it. And all of the, the characters, uh, at least the four main kids, were, were fairly likable. There's the two brothers, Gary and Randy. There's the two friends, Sean and Danny. Uh, there's Gary and Randy's older sister and her boyfriend, which aren't very likable. At least the boyfriend's not very likable at times. The the sister's not very likable, but then things bring them all together. And it, it's a really good story that just had a lot of scares and uh, a lot of humor, but it was done quite well. The humor was done well in this uh, short on VHS 2 Slumber Party Alien Abduction. And I was excited to find out that Jason Eisner was doing a feature-length film adaptation of his own short for, for VHS 2. And I found out it was called Kids vs. Aliens, so I've been on the lookout for this. Now, this was released here, uh, I think it really kind of debuted at Fantastic Fest last September, and it had a short theatrical run, I believe, early this year, and uh, it was just on released a video on demand. 
Now, there was talk that this was going to be released to Shudder on January 20th. Well, last I checked, uh, when I watched this movie, it was not on Shudder. So I don't know what the deal is with that, whether they just postponed it to give it a longer theatrical run, even though it wasn't in any theaters near me, uh, or give it a longer run on video on demand. I know that Bloody Disgusting is the one of the producers of this movie, and Bloody Disgusting, if I'm not mistaken, owns Screambox. So it seems a little odd that they would be allowing one of their movies to go to essentially a competitor. I don't know how that all works out, but it's not on Shudder just yet. Uh, But it quite possibly could in the not too distant future. But I checked it out video on demand. I thought, you know, seven bucks. I'll take the risk of this being a good movie because I really did love that short in VHS too. Now, while this movie, it strays a lot from the original, it it does have some of the main essentials that we got in that original short film for VHS 2. And I'm going to warn you right now, we're going to talk a lot of spoilers. I can't talk about this movie without having the freedom to just talk about it. So there are going to be spoilers. So if you haven't watched Kids vs. Aliens, uh, you can check it out video on demand. Or if it happens to be in a theater near you, uh, check that out. Uh, If you want to wait to see where it comes out on streaming, whether it's Shudder somewhere else, you can wait for that and then come back and listen and see if we kind of have the same idea idea but if you've watched this already or you don't really care about uh, spoilers or you're like i didn't even watch vhs 2 i don't even know anything about this nor do i care but i'll listen to hear what you have to say and maybe make up my mind there well then just keep on with me and we're gonna we're gonna plow through this and talk about kids versus aliens but from here on out warning there are going to be spoilers so in this movie we're going to talk mainly about the, the cast and, and the kids that this movie is focused on. Uh, you know, the main plot of this movie is quite simple, and it's not too dissimilar from the plot of the VHS 2 short Slumber Party Alien Abduction, where you have these kids and aliens crash land, and they're trying to abduct the kids. So, I mean, it's it's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Um, uh, and, and it's, you know, hey, you can't go wrong with that sort of just simple premise. Uh, I think thing where things get lost in the weeds is that too much was done or, or they tried to do too much to fill this out to make a, a feature length film, which it, it's not even that long to begin with. It's barely an hour and 15 minutes. So it doesn't feel like a full feature length film. It just feels like an extra long episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, so uh, I really think maybe this was something where they just needed to flesh out a better story than, than what they did because really... Uh, a lot of the things they did with this just felt like they wanted to take the original premise, the original idea, and the original story, and what can we do to fluff this up to make it longer. So ultimately, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about these characters, talk about the kids. The kids are quite different in this than they are in the original short. Only the the main kid, Gary, is the same has the same name as one of the kids in the short. Everyone else is named different. Everyone else is kind of uh, portrayed different than the the kids in the original, which I, I don't mind that. It's just the portrayal of some of these kids was quite uh, annoying. Where in the original short it seemed all these kids seemed fond. It's like mischievous kids, but in this this movie, this feature length adaptation of this, 
Uh, it just the kids, uh, especially this main kid, Gary, played by Dominic Marish, I believe. Uh, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right. But uh, he's just uh, very loud. And he's he seems like one of those kid actors that gets some roles just because he's loud and outgoing. And loud and outgoing kids don't give you any nuance. And that's part and parcel to the the actor, the way this kid acts. And it's in part how they wrote this kid. But the kids, because the kid's not very likable. And I want to like my main protagonist, one of my two main protagonists, him and his his older sister. Uh, And you don't really like this kid much because all he's doing is yelling and all he's doing is swearing up a storm. And any humor, I mean, this is kind of a horror comedy. Uh, The first one was kind of a horror comedy and it had... Uh, bits of humor in it when the kids are, are always filming movies and stuff like that there are bits of of comedy in the interactions between themselves and the interactions between the four younger boys and the older sister and her boyfriend there's some funny moments in there just by how kids naturally act but in this the kids were so insufferable the the three main boys well, actually uh the main kid gary and the other two friends were weren't so bad but but the gary character just all he's doing is yelling and swearing and being a little dickhead to his sister and and whining and bitching and moaning because she actually wants to go hang out with kids her own age instead of making movies with him and i just didn't like the character and i didn't like you know i'm no prude uh i've got a mouth like a sailor from time to time but when the comedy is all coming from him saying the f-bomb and horrible things like that uh that's not funny to me but we have this kid gary you know he's making movies with his friends which i could kind of relate to and that's one of the things i related to in the in the original short was me and my friends we we didn't make movies but we filmed each other doing talk shows uh you know this was the era of wayne's world and we wanted to have a a wayne's world like show and we would film ourselves lip syncing and and doing rock videos and stuff like that so i i related to that in the original vhs2 short and I, I kind of related to that in this because these kids, they're filming themselves, you know, making movies, making sci-fi monster movies. And they, they add a little element of wrestling, which seemed a bit superfluous. But hey, I'm an old school wrestling fan, so I didn't mind that. But the wrestling seems, scenes seemed a little awkward and a little forced. Uh, like, But that's really kind of a kid thing to, to shoehorn all your favorite things into into a movie because they've got swords they've got guns they've got monsters they've got robots they've got wrestling uh when you're a kid that age yeah that probably be the kind of movie i would make a movie with all of my favorite things in it well the wrestling seemed a little bit awkward in it it does make sense but they're making this movie uh some older teens come in and wreck the party and the older sister, Samantha, uh, is kind of put down. She's kind of bullied by these teens who are making her feel bad for hanging out with her kid brother and his kid friends. And she decides she wants to act her age and hang out with kids her age and party with kids her age. And that's where Gary just turns into a little shit and is insufferably annoying. 
So ultimately, the Gary character, which is like one of the main characters, I just could not stand it. I can't say that's a reflection on the actor because he's just a freaking kid. But the way the character was written and the way the kid portrayed the character, if the character is supposed to be annoying, the kid nailed it. Uh, but I just I didn't like this character at all. Now, the older sister, Samantha, played by Phoebe Rex, uh, she was actually the only character you really liked and you really, you really felt for because here she is. She's a older sister i believe the the kids are supposed to be 13 they look young for 13 she's supposed to be 16 uh she's still riding a bike around so she doesn't have a license yet so i i got more 15 vibes but whatever but i liked her because she's the older sister but she still has kind of a she's still a kid at heart she little still likes playing with her kid brother filming movies, wrestling in the wrestling ring. She's she's the bigger kid, so she can do all the cool moves, like drop kicks and such. There's this one scene that you... Well, I'll, I'll talk about it first, but she has a gun in the movie they're making, and all the other guys have swords. All the other little boys have swords, and she wants to know why she can't have a sword. And that was one of the funnier moments that, that Gary had. He's like, you got a freaking gun. <laughs> Why do you want a sword? But she's like, oh, I'd be badass with a sword. And it's foreshadowing. Unfortunately, it's it's already been spoiled by the trailer. If you saw the trailer, you see that later she gets a sword and she's fighting aliens with it. And she is badass with a sword. But I was like, oh, foreshadow much? But I really like this character because she is, you know, she's a she's the cool older sister that's that's hanging out with her brother and hanging out with his friends and not ditching them and not being a bee to him kind of the opposite of how the older sister was in the original short uh, she softens up later when when the shit goes down with the aliens but uh, she's a little more uh, I don't want to I don't want to be around my my kid brothers and and their friends uh, where in this she's actually really cool and then when she's kind of being put down by these these three bullies about hanging out with her younger brother and, you know, dressed up as this, you know, this warrior for this movie that they're making, uh, you, you feel bad for her. And then you also feel bad for her uh, even when she ditches her brother and his friends and and goes to hang out with the older kids. You, you feel sorry for her that she's been put in this position to have to make this decision to kind of cast her brother and his friends aside to, to have friends her own age. Uh, there's a lot of empathy that you get with this. And she's not a bad kid. Uh, she's constantly being held to a higher standard than uh, her brother by her parents. He's co constantly getting into trouble and, and breaking his arm. And she's constantly being blamed for it because she has to be her brother's keeper. There's no responsibility uh, put on her brother for being a little shit and doing stupid things. She can't do whatever she wants because she almost feels like she has to be there to babysit her her younger brother. So I really like the Samantha character. And and when it comes down to it, when when the shit hits the fan, she is she is out there being a badass. Now is that realistic? Maybe not. There's a lot of things that aren't terribly realistic in this movie, but you know, it is that kind of person that is just the good person where she maybe doesn't always do the right thing, but she has the capacity inside her to do the right thing. And when, when push comes to shove, she does it. And she puts her life on the line 
to to rescue you know her her brother and, and his friends now a couple other characters we'll talk about uh the, the a couple of gary's friends miles played by ben uh tector uh you know he's i i like this kid the kid did a good job the character wasn't overly obnoxious like the gary character uh he did have a bit of a foul mouth but i uh, you know he played the the typical best buddy uh there's this one character jack he is the the runt of the litter if you will he's the smallest kid he's kind of chubby he's played by asher grayson and this kid stole every scene he was in uh he is kind of that prototypical he's the shorter kid he's chubby uh kind of awkward looking uh, and you know when when we're, you're that age everybody's awkward looking but he's the kind of character that just he knows it he knows he's not the heartthrob but he doesn't care and you know he's just got some funny lines some funny delivery and and i think the the humor that you get from this character because he's kind of set up as a little bit of a comic relief character but the humor isn't in the lines that he's reading the humor is in the delivery that he gives for those lines and and you've seen this character a hundred times there's a that mighty duck show on disney that nobody wants to watch now that emilio estevez isn't in it but there's a a little kid character in that that's kind of the the short chubby kid that's kind of awkward and and whatnot he's hilarious uh this is kind of the that mold of character and like i said asher grayson uh, just does a fantastic job and and has such a heartbreaking scene in it we'll we'll talk about that when we kind of get towards um talking about the movie proper and some of the some of the things i liked and didn't like about that but one more character i'm going to talk about it is uh, billy he is the the leader of this group of three bullies I, you know, he's played by Kayla McDonald. Didn't do a bad job. I, I, I thought he had did a fine job acting. It's the character is so one note. Uh, the character is just a a bully, a manipulator. He manipulates Samantha to to make her think that he wants to to get with her and be her boyfriend, and he's just using her to because their parents are away and just using her to get her house so he can throw a big rager for all his friends to to come in and destroy the place and and just a, a regular stereotypical dickhead and i thought the actor was good kayla mcdonald i think did a fantastic job and i think this character suffers because it is so one-dimensional give me a reason to maybe even start to care about this character then pull the rug out from under me uh but the guys you know the character's written fairly transparent uh from the beginning and I just, I don't care about the character and I know this character is nothing but a shitbag. <laughs> and, and and that's in the writing. Uh, like I said, the performance was fine. Uh, there's a couple other characters, Dallas and Trish, that uh, are of no real consequence. They, they The actors do a fine job with the characters, uh, but the characters aren't much but fodder for the aliens there's a mom and dad that that we get little scenes they they play horrible neglectful absentee parents uh fairly well which uh you know i i didn't have anything uh, bad to say about those characters because again fairly stereotypical fairly one note the actors did a fine job uh with what they were given so 
the movie runs fairly parallel to the uh, short from VHS to uh, Slumber Party Alien Abduction, uh, where you don't get the party in the short because in that, uh, Jen and her boyfriend are making out and the boys come in and crash it and the boyfriend's being a, a dickhead and, and threatening the kids and that's when the alien encounter happens where this, there's a, a big party uh, being held at, at Samantha and Gary's home and that's kind of when the aliens come in. You still have the scene where the boys crash, uh, the older sister and the guy, you know, making out. And what are they, they start chanting, they're making babies or some, something like that. That's actually kind of funny. Done much better in the, the VHS short than in the, uh, the movie, but, but still enjoyable. But, uh, instead of getting the alien abduction stuff happening there, we get a party later. And I, I think that's where it just kind of fell a little flat for me. Uh, because with the VHS too short, you had a lot of things unseen and you see a lot of, uh, images in the shadows and a lot of images out of focus. And they do play a little bit with that in this, but like right off the bat, you see the aliens and they just, uh, they just bust into the party and start taking people. It becomes less of a horror alien abduction story and more of a, alien attack action sequence with kids running around and aliens grabbing people and doing this that and the other thing you see the aliens in all their glory there's no uh there's no hiding anything and that i think is a big problem because i, I don't know as if they used different alien costumes from the original short uh because these these aliens looked very similar uh, i haven't watched the short in a while but it just looked, it looks looked like the old sleaze stacks from Land of the Lost from back in the 70s. Uh, it just looked like guys, you know, regular sized guys in rubber suits. And, and one of the things that bothers me when you have that sort of special effects and that sort of costuming for aliens or, or monsters or whatever, especially ones that have long fingers. And that's what these aliens have. They've got the long spindly fingers. But when they move their hand and you see the tip of the finger wobble because there's nothing but plastic from the tip of the actor's finger to the end of the, the prosthetic, I, it just takes me out of it because I'm like, oh, I mean, it's obviously a guy in a suit, but this just quantifies the fact that I know this is a guy in a suit. I don't know. There, there's got to be some technology, uh, something you put on the end of the finger to give a little more rigidness, to, to give some some dexterity to the, the knuckles and the movement of the hand. Uh, and they just didn't do this. Now, I get it. This is probably a lower budget production, but... I, I got to imagine there's got to be some workarounds for, for anybody in special effects. So yeah, right off the bat, you see these aliens, you see that they're guys in suits and that just kind of takes you out of the, out of the horror of it and takes you out of the action of it. Now where the slumber party kind of goes into the attack on the house and then they're running in the woods and a lot of things that go on there and then go to the barn. We have all those scenes in this movie. You have the attack on the house, uh, but then it goes right from there to 
I mean, their their parents are rich. Samantha and Gary's parents are rich, and they have. It's kind of one of those things where they just give their kids everything they want because they're not around. They're constantly off on business. That's why they have a wrestling ring in their barn, and they live on a lake. So they've obviously got scuba equipment. All of the everyone is abducted except for Samantha. So she goes and puts on the scuba gear and swims underwater to the crashed spaceship, which. Looks like a giant, one of the aliens that we see is like a giant alien skull, which I thought was just horrible production design. It, it just, I didn't like it. I mean, it didn't look like a alien spaceship. It looked like a, a skull with light coming out of the mouth. It just, it seemed hokey. And and I didn't want this movie to be hokey. I get there's a, trying to do a little bit of comedy with this, but it didn't have to be hokey. And then when you get into the spaceship, like I said, it's just all bad alien costumes and this weird scene where like the girl Trish gets uh, this goo poured all over her and it melts all of her flesh into this big drain. And, and, and later on, the one kid says they're melting flesh to fuel their spaceship. Well, how the fuck do you get that? Where where do you where do you divine that information? And and they say it like it's gospel. Like how would this kid know that? And it, it just that's one of the things that just really didn't make sense. And I just didn't like the oh well. Obviously, they're melting their flesh to fuel their ship. Uh, what else would it be? Uh, so that was kind of weird. The Dallas character, one of the aliens, pukes into a bowl, and they pour this all over Dallas and he turns into this fleshy headed mutant screwed Edward Scissorhands abomination. And he's just running around chasing Billy because Billy sacrificed him to the aliens. It, it's just a lot of nonsense, a lot of hokum. And the, you even see a queen because it's the queen alien because she's got a big red crystal crown on her. And this whole scene in the alien spaceship is just uh, some of the most ridiculous things in this movie, and some of the least scary things of this movie. You get the foreshadowing of Samantha using a sword, and we even see it in the trailer. But she comes across the dead body of a, another alien that's all dressed in armor and has a sword, and she gets the sword, and, and now she's got her sword that she's always wanted. And she's, of course, badass with it, because what 16-year-old girl isn't a, a sword master? Uh, so <laughs> it, it's all just kind of silly until they finally escape and they swim out and they get back to land and Billy is taken off before them and he's locked himself in the house and the kids can't get in so they retreat to the barn and then that's where we get some of the barn scenes we get that scene uh, with the tractor beam uh, although it plays out much different from the short and the, and the original short was it played much better it played more like horror this just played by like silly kids fantasy action but then there's that one scene where uh the kid jack he gets run through with a sword uh i believe billy did it and like they're trying you know the the aliens are all gone uh, billy's been vanquished they're trying to get jack in a wheelbarrow to to the hospital and he has this death scene and it's just uh the kid for, for being not a seasoned actor, uh, it was just so heartbreaking to watch. And, and one of the real moments of emotion, you got a lot of emotion, and you got a lot of empathy with the Samantha character. You got a lot of empathy and a lot of emotion out of the scene with Jack. And, and like I said, the, the kid really played the character well and was very uh, just adorable. 
and and very sweet and doesn't want to swear and things like that. And he's just a very likable character in a movie that didn't have a lot of likable characters. But then we get this big action scene at the end where the aliens are chasing the kids and the government comes up to save the day. They shoot the aliens and then they essentially say bag them and they wrap plastic bags around all the kids' heads to, uh, I'm hoping, knock them out because we see them at the very end in these stasis chambers where... They're just kind of frozen there. And the government's taking them off to, I don't know, Area 51. And then we get a little PS scene where the parents come home and find the house is trashed because they had a party. And one of the aliens is there and, and attacks the mother and and throws up the same goo that turned Dallas into that uh, uh, Edward Scissorhand fleshy-headed mutant creature. Which leads you to believe there are going to be sequels. I know Jason Eisner has said on, on several occasions... Uh, especially doing some press for Fantastic Fest last year, that he really does want to to make sequels. He wants to make a whole universe out of this. And, and yeah, I don't know. That may be a little ambitious, uh, especially when you know this is this is low budget, and you, you gotta have the money, you gotta have the backing for it. And if you're gonna make a universe, you gotta make it better. Uh, that's my big thing. Uh, that's one of the things I loved about the original VHS short, uh, Slumber Party Alien Abduction, because it was so it was done so well. Uh, because it is found footage, I guess that lent itself to doing it, where you never really get a good look at the aliens until like later you get some better looks. But the aliens are always kind of just on the periphery or just out of focus. And they did that. And those were probably some of the scarier scenes in this movie are those scenes where the alien is in the background, just out of focus. And the, the protagonist, the kids don't know they're there. Those were probably some of the eeriest and some of the creepiest alien scenes in this. And it, it played to the strength of, of this because you couldn't see the, uh, you, you couldn't see the suit. You couldn't see the zipper down the back of the suit, essentially. Uh, all you see is this alien out of focus. You can't really get a good look at it. And that's that's one of the strengths of, of movies like this where, oh, my God, there it is. There it is. I can't, I, I can't see it very well, but there it is. You know, that's that's what makes these movies scary. That's what makes these movies creepy and unnerving is that fear of the unknown. And when you keep these things unknown longer, uh, you know, that really builds the tension and that really makes you... Uh, fear these things a little more but when you put them out right in the bright light of day right off the bat there's there's no mystery to it and i think that's one of the things that jason eisner did well with the original and and didn't do so well with this it, it, trying to be too big budget by showing everything right up front showing your hand right up front and, and i also liked the the pace of the original was good whereas this just uh, it just seemed, I don't know if it was the pacing, it just uh, there was too much nonsense in between, I think, uh, where you had that really creepy scene in the woods where they're hiding from the aliens and then they get discovered. You have that really creepy scene with the tractor beam in the, in the barn that was kind of the climax and, and the dog with the GoPro cam on it uh, and one of the kids being sucked up with the tractor beam and then the dog falling and, and breathing its last breath was was tragic in and of itself in that movie. I hate seeing kids and animals get hurt, but it just, it ended so tragically. It ended so horrifically. It ended with real scares and you didn't get any real scares in this movie. At least none that were very impactful, like like the original short from VHS too. 
And much like the kids' movie, they were just trying to slam a whole bunch of the things they liked into one movie. That's kind of what this felt like. I know that Jason Eisner said that you know stuff like He-Man and She-Ra was a big influence in this. Ghostbusters, in that you know they're doing this this production, but they let the actors kind of have some free will to to improv. You got to imagine things like the Goonies and and ET and stuff like that have to play an influence on on something like this where you have a group of kids and especially an alien and, and whatnot but I, it, it was like they tried to cram too much they tried to cram wrestling they tried to cram sword play uh, they tried to cram aliens they tried to cram bullies and foul mouth kids all into this movie and it just seemed like a big mishmash of a lot of different ideas to, to fill this movie out that just didn't all work. I would have liked to have seen something where you flesh out these characters from the original a little more. Uh, granted, I know that none of the actors can reprise those roles because that's almost 10 years old now. Slumber Party Alien Abduction cast from back in 2013. But you could, you know, you cast those kids because they were good. You could have found kids like that, that, that were likable and that you enjoyed to, you know, you didn't see all of them all the time because they were behind cameras and whatnot, but you could have fleshed out their stories and their relationships. And, and I do like the, the change in the relationship between the, the brother and sister. I I like that, you know, she was one of the gang and then decided to, to go off on her own and hang out with kids her own age. I, I don't mind that change in it, but you could have fleshed that out a little bit more. You could have fleshed out the relationships. You could have teased the aliens a, a little more. You could have nixed that whole alien spaceship scene because that was just, that was too ridiculous. And, and this could have been really scary. And I guess probably my biggest complaint is that they went for fantastic and what they thought seemed like big budget and they could have just kept it simple, kept it lo-fi, kept it scary by holding back a- until bam, right there, there are the aliens, but still keeping them uh, in the dark a little, keeping them in the shadows and, and building that mystery, building that tension. I think I would have enjoyed this movie a lot more. Not that I hated the movie. I I enjoyed the movie for the most part. But once it was done, I was like, eh, that was okay. I'll probably never watch it again. I'll check out the sequel just because, you know, I'll talk about it on this podcast probably. If they end up doing a sequel. But I, I really hope they learn some lessons from this. And... I hope it's not one of those things where just a bunch of sycophants say, oh, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Greatest horror alien movie ever. Uh, just because they like the latest shiny thing that comes along. And they've got no real no real standards uh, with which to judge a movie. It's just, uh, this is great. This has got aliens, so I like it. I don't know. For me, I wanted more out of this. Like I said, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And I wanted to like it more than I actually did. So I'm not going to blather on too long about this. You know my feelings on kids versus aliens. I encourage you, if you haven't watched it yet, go check it out. And maybe maybe you'll see it in a different light. Maybe you'll enjoy it more than I did. Maybe you're not as snooty as I am about my alien movies. Uh, maybe you like kids just running around swearing all the time. And you think that is high comedy. Maybe you like all the mystery taken away from you. And <laughs> you, you want everything right out in the open. Maybe that's your thing, and you'll love this movie. But if you're expecting a little more mystery, you're expecting a little more tension building, you want things kind of uh, kept just out of the periphery of your vision long enough to to make me you know, want to get on the edge of my seat, 
uh, then you're probably not going to dig this as much. But make your mind up for yourself. Go check it out. Kids vs. Aliens, if you haven't watched it yet. If you have, hopefully you enjoyed it more than I did. If not, then, well, hey, you know, we'll, we'll wait for the next one to come along. But uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in, listening to my thoughts on Kids vs. Aliens. Check out our Facebook page, Odds Bodkins Curiosity. Shop on Facebook. You can find out everything that's going on in the world of horror, fantasy, and science fiction. Always post in trailers to the latest movies and the latest series. Also, articles that we find all over the internet from horror fantasy and science fiction i always like to add my two cents on whatever topic they happen to be writing about and as always wherever you listen to this podcast please leave a review five stars would be awesome but whatever review you leave we appreciate that and don't forget to like subscribe follow download the episodes share the episodes with anyone that you know that loves good genre and likes to hear people talking about genre so until next time Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!